Welcome to Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Azure Mahara. Today we're talking about getting over the barriers that individuals with disabilities face when it comes to employment. Our guest today is Beth Delaney from Independence First. Welcome, Beth. Beth, why don't you tell us about what you do at Independence First? I'm a vocational evaluator and placement specialist with Independence First. Basically, that means as a vocational evaluator, I help people figure out what they want to do, what they're interested in doing. And as an employment specialist, I help individuals find work. Okay. So what does your organization do besides helping with employment placement? Uh, Independence First is a um, independent living center, which means we help people with disabilities in various areas. Most importantly, we advocate for people with uh, disabilities. We have peer support. We do assistive technology, helping people both at work and at home with assistive technology. Benefits counseling and employment services. Um, We also do a computer recycling program. People who are no longer using their computers can bring them in and we fix them up, recycle them, and give them to people with disabilities. We have housing services. We have uh, personal assistants who help people in their homes. We also help people transition um, into community services who would like to be more independent and live on their own. Excellent. Uh, what kind of, uh, is there you know, certain disabilities that you kind of cater to, or is it across the board? It's pretty much across the board. We help people with all types of disabilities, um, developmental disabilities, physical disabilities, cognitive, mental health issues. So that, that can kind of open up the door to many different barriers um, that people face when it comes to employment. What is uh, some of the number one barriers you see? To be quite honest, the number one barrier is probably prejudice. Um, A lot of employers aren't really quite certain what to expect, and when a person um, presents with a disability, they are maybe nervous about what can that person do or what can I ask that person about their disability. Also, um, downsizing nowadays of companies where um, individuals are expected to do more and there are fewer employees. Um, We used to do a lot of job carving, and that's a little bit more difficult to do right now. Um, Another barrier would probably be individuals' fear of losing their Social Security benefits. And thankfully, we have benefits counselors that can actually help people understand how they can work and still keep their benefits. He said that, um, you know, the prejudice, again, with with companies, do you think that a lot of that is just not understanding. Exactly. Like you said, um, what do you think would be a good tip uh, for employers um, to find out more, um, kind of educate themselves? Is there a good resource, do you think? Actually, or? we're a good resource. You're a good resource. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we do help um, employers actually understand disabilities and Um, We're actually working on some workshops that would help the employers know what they can and can't ask and to give them a little bit more information about disabilities. Um, What's really interesting is a lot of times we'll set up what we call informational interviews where one of our consumers will go in to learn more about the company, more about the type of work they do. And once an employer has met with the people, they go, oh, well, that's their disability or, oh, that, that's the only thing they would need would be easier access to this or that. And they find that once they become more familiar with a disability, it makes it a lot easier. Do these programs, um, are these, are they classes or? Um, they're workshops that workshops. we kind of. Okay. Um, do they cost money for the employers to go to? That's a darn good question. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to say um, my best guess would be no, but I really (laughs) 
Okay. But it's something to look into. Yes. So, um, and, and we're kind of, you know, just kind of wanted to, to touch on that because that's a really good resource for employers out there to know right. that they can go to Independence First and I'm sure other organizations um, like Independence First in different cities and things like that right. usually have these workshops. The, the best way to find um, independent living centers is really just to go online and punch in um, independent living centers. And they're all across Wisconsin plus all across the country. Okay. Now, well, that's really helpful to know. Um, and, you know, try, kind of going back to circling back to the barriers that job seekers and putting the mm-hmm. focus more on that. Um, what, what key things do you tell job seekers to do or... Um, you know, to learn or any, anything that you advice that you give them to to just kind of hurdle over that. Yeah, barrier. I think the 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 biggest thing is to be prepared when they're going to be meeting an employer to have done research about the company that they're that they're going to be interviewing at, and to really be prepared with their interview questions and knowing when to bring up their disability, any accommodations that they may need, um, and just being comfortable talking about their disability. As uncomfortable as an employer is asking, a lot of times employees or potential employees really don't know how to discuss their own disability with an employer. So a lot of our preparation is interview skills and just preparing the person on how to talk about their disability without it being a negative and to always emphasize the positive of what they can do. And it just kind of helps them with their self-esteem as well to really focus on the positive and their abilities. abilities, which is the name of this episode. (laughs) And, And to know what accommodations they might need so that when they come in and they speak with an employer, they can tell them, well, the, the only real accommodation I may need is I may need to leave early, you know, certain days to make doctor's appointments or whatever their accommodation is, that they're aware of it so that they can present it to the employer at the appropriate time. Okay. So what you recommend job seekers do to prepare for job searching um, is kind of the same thing. Uh, I, w- I would imagine that you want them to be prepared and positive. To, yeah, to know their strengths, to know their abilities. Um, that's where a lot of the, the vocational evaluation comes in as well. A lot of times people don't know. Either they've had a career for a long time and they've become disabled and they can't do that work anymore, or we get a lot of students transitioning from high school who really have no experience working. They really don't know what their abilities or their interests are, and that's where having a voc eval can really help them you know, find out what are their interests, what are their abilities, where are their strengths, and to really focus on those and know those and kind of own them um, and be able to talk to an employer. Yeah, and I think that that's good advice for any job seeker, really. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, you had said high schoolers and every high, uh, well, not I shouldn't say every, but a lot of high schoolers don't know what they want to do and right. aren't prepared to be into the workforce. Um, is there anything that you give advice or, or, you know, just warn about any setbacks or something that, you know, they should be prepared for? Just so that if it happens, they're not discouraged. Is there anything that you kind of advise yeah. on that? Kind of going back to, you know, the employers may not be comfortable asking questions about a disability. So be prepared and be um, comfortable talking about your disability and not seeing it as a negative, just seeing it as another facet of who you are and being able to present to them the accommodations. Also, you know, it's tough out there for everybody with or without disabilities right, right now. Um it's, it's a lot of trying and trying again, um, a lot of doors closing in and just not letting that get a person down and just continually focusing on what they're able to do. Um, volunteer work is, is a great thing, especially for kids transitioning out of high school to test the water, see what they want to do, and also to give them a little bit of experience, something to put on that resume. 
So we recommend that a lot for anybody who hasn't worked for a long time. Also, um, we do a lot of temporary work experiences where people go in for three months and they try a job and see how they like it. And that in itself will give them something else, another reference and uh, another um, experience on their resume. So if a job seeker wanted to volunteer somewhere or work a temp job or something like Mm -hmm. that, they could come to you? Yes. um, And you would have those resources. How would a company contact you to become one of the companies? Okay. Oh, like an employer? Yeah. Ooh, just call 291. (laughs) Yeah, give out the number. (laughs) Area code 414-291-7520. That's Independence First, and you can just ask for the employment and, and we would be happy to take an employer's information. And that's in the Milwaukee area, but like you said, it is nationwide. So right. they would just have to get a hold of their their local chapter and, and, and mm-hmm. give them a call. All right. Well, that, that's definitely helpful to know. Um, what kind of, I know that we had talked about some of the services that you do, but let's go into a little bit more depth about the preparation services you offer. I know you cited some for high schoolers. What about people that, you know, maybe decide to switch up their career later in life or just got out of college, you know, anything like that. Um, what different degrees of preparation, job training type, type of services do you offer? Um, at Independence First, in the employment um, area, we basically um, cater to individuals' needs. So we'll meet with a person, we'll determine how ready they are, Basically, we find that interview skills is the one thing that, that's the most important. We help people write their resume, cover letters, um, the importance of a cover letter being flexible for each individual employer that they're going to go to. Um, we do we help people with applications. We kind of meet the person where they are. Um, some of our consumers are much more independent. They just need a few job leads and a little fine-tuning on their interviews. Uh, Some people need a lot more work at becoming more assertive and more confident in themselves, and so we'll do maybe mock interviews, um, have other coworkers come in and act as an employer, have them go to an informational interview where they're actually meeting with somebody in the area that they're interested in. We have employers that are willing to take people in and meet with them and discuss the type of work that they do. And that way the person can see if it's something that they're interested in. You said that you have workshops for employers. Mm -hmm. Do you have, and it seems like the services that you offer for employees or job seekers would be more one-on-one. Do you do any kind of classes or anything like that? We do have what we call job clubs. And they're offered um, through various entities. Um, We work a lot with DVR. And job clubs are basically individuals who are maybe not quite ready to look for work, but they're interested in what would work mean to them and what kind of preparation they would have to have. And so in the job clubs, they learn not only the basics about resumes and interviewing and that type of thing, but they learn about money management and a few other topics that kind of help them understand what it really is to work. So the the job clubs are for individuals who are maybe just considering work. Okay. And do you charge for these services? Um, We are funded through DVR, Division of Vocational Rehabilitation. So when it comes to employment services, um, we receive purchase orders from DVR. So an individual would need to be affiliated with DVR first. Um, The other services that Independence First provides, they're usually free of charge to the person. um, But the um, employment services are through a DVR purchase order. Okay, so if um, if I wanted to go and, and and I was somebody that was interested in these services, I would have to go to the DVR first for and get the purchase 
and then and then I could come to Independence first. Is that how it works? Yeah, DVR, Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, is the first step, I would say. When they go to DVR, they work with a counselor who helps them come up with an individual plan for employment, an IPE. Um, on that, they may have job seeking, they may have training, they may have going back to school. And these are all things that DVR helps with. And of course, the placement is something that we do. Um, benefits counseling is also another thing that DVR provides um, for consumers. So when they're working with DVR, they, it may or may not be appropriate for them to get services from us, depending upon where they are. Okay. Um, and you had talked about uh, qualifying. Um, what, who qualifies? You know, what type of? Anyone with a disability qualifies. And basically, um, you don't really need doctor you don't need a doctor's form saying that you have a disability. Um, stating your disability is pretty much uh, all that a person needs. So it can be a developmental disability. It can be a physical disability. It can be a um, cognitive disability. They can have mental health issues, or sometimes it's a combination of them. Okay. Um, and how do people, well, obviously said they, that they just call their local um, Division of Rehabilitation Services or their voc rehab mm-hmm. um, department, and is there a certain contact? I mean, how would they get in touch with that person? They just look it up on the internet um, and get any counselor, or is there a specific counselor? Well, here in the Milwaukee area, if you um, look up Division of Voc Rehab, there you can actually get to um, the addresses or the, the places. There are three different locations. There's one on Martin Luther King Drive, one on Chase, and one on 79th and Burleigh. And they generally will want the individuals to go to the one that's closest to their home. They don't have to, but they generally want to. So there's a main contact number, and they just tell the person that they would like to apply for benefits. They can actually apply for benefits online when they go to the website as well. And so you can, if the person needs assistance in applying, they can make an appointment and actually have a counselor help them apply. So DVR is, is again, uh, another really good advocate. They help the people, you know, at the place that they are. so some people apply online, some people go in, some people have the application mailed to them. Once the application is processed, they will have an interview with the DVR counselor and determine um, if they're eligible for services or not. Okay. And is there any other organization besides um, the DVR or Independence First um, that's very well known nationwide that does kind of the same thing? So if for some reason somebody didn't have an Independence First in their areas, or do you know of any other big organizations that are doing kind of the same kind of work? Um, I know most of the organizations here in Milwaukee are funded um, through DVR, like Milwaukee Center for Independence, uh, Curative, Goodwill. As far as nationwide, God, oh, I Goodwill, wish I Goodwill is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, they're nationwide as well, and they, they have right. locations almost in every city. But what I think what you're saying is that no matter what, if you go to the, your local DVR office, they're going to know. Exactly. So they're, you don't have to do that gonna, research. They will actually supply you with a list of vendors. Um, they're very consumer-oriented. They want the consumer to have choices. And so, you know, we always tell people when they call and ask us about services, we're not the only game in town. We make sure that DVR gave them that list of vendors. And so they have different choices. Some are more independent. Some are bigger, like Goodwill and Independence First. Um, and it really is kind of the, the consumer's choice. We want to make sure that they're comfortable with who they're working with. Okay. And so there are other organizations that that do this um, throughout the community. Do you guys work closely with each other, or is it 
you know, independence first and you all kind of work under the umbrella of the DVR? It's kind of working under the umbrella of DVR, but we do have um, workshops and and get-togethers where we discuss what's working well for us, what's not. Um, and it's, it's organized through DVR. We have vendor meetings where we get together and, you know, we kind of solve problems for each other or um, anything that people are noticing is, has been difficult. Other people will help them, you know, with ideas that they've used. So we do kind of all work together, you know, in solving problems. Okay. Well, let's circle back again to, um, you know, getting over barriers mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, what is a good networking tool, do you think? Because I would think that that might be somewhat of, of a barrier for a lot of people, actually. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have a disability or not. Networking sometimes can be challenging. Is there anything that you recommend as far as networking to get a, a job or any? Um, we always recommend that people first start with who they know and what they know. A lot of times it's, you know, schools, um, if you belong to any religious organizations, neighborhoods, friends, family. There's also different websites like Link, Lincoln. LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. They're, I mean, they're a really good um, place to look. Um, one of the, the places um, online that I have my people just looking at, you know, just jobs in general that has a really good description is actually MilwaukeeJobs.com. <laughs> um, that's, that's one of the main websites that I have them look at just to get an idea when it comes to job descriptions because they're usually pretty good there. Um, yeah, I mean, the networking is the most difficult thing. That's something that I think if you ask any of the organizations here in Milwaukee, we're constantly contacting employers and trying to make them part of our employer network and explaining to them the benefits of hiring people with disabilities and what we can help them with. So I think that is probably the constant struggle is expanding your network. Um, are there any other um, barriers? I know that we, we've talked about networking. We've talked about kind of focusing on the the abilities that you can do and going and prepared to answer questions and provide an employer of what you, the accommodations that you might need um, to get the job. Are there any other hurdles or anything that you see that uh, the job seekers commonly come across that they can be prepared for and, you know, really just get over it and and get past any? Um, I think the biggest frustration for a lot of um, potential employees for my consumers is that today it's such a um, technical world that they might apply for a job online and never hear anything. I think it's the frustration of not even being given an interview and just constantly reminding them that you know there are hundreds or thousands of people applying for this mm-hmm. job um, and to just keep them positive. It, I think that's probably what a lot of individuals who worked before and who are coming back to work are used to kind of going into a company and talking and, you know, saying, hi, I'm looking for a job and a handshake and you have a job. And that's just not how it is anymore. Everything is, is um, using the internet and very everything's computer and everything is, is very different for a lot of um, the employees are not used to that or not ready for that. And I think that the whole, I don't want to call it sterile, but it's just not as personal yeah, as, as going as it used into to be. a place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I have a little bit of, of expertise in that area working for a local job network. Um, but one of the things that I can say is a lot of a lot of online job boards actually do have it's not just going into necessarily a database. We, you know, they have employees, the the company themselves are going in searching out resumes, but then they also get ones automatically that come to them. And a good tip, I think, for anybody, any job seeker that wants to have their 
resume come up or anything like that is to use some of the same keywords that they use in the job description. Mm-hmm. And you probably know we this. Were, yeah, <laughs> especially, you know, and, and to think that your one resume, it's not just one resume anymore. You have to be constantly adjusting your resume and your right. cover letter to use those exact words. I had a consumer that kept saying, but that's what I said. And I said, no, you didn't say it exactly the way they did. They're looking for those keywords to pick up. Yep, and then it will pop. And so that's a, you know, that's a, a good mm-hmm. part of advice that a lot of job seekers do don't know and applying online it you know it's it's the thing now it's not a lot of companies prefer that over going in and handing in a resume so Mm -hmm. um, it makes it a little bit more difficult but it also makes it a lot easier to apply for a lot more jobs in you know a shorter amount of time and and you know kind of get your yourself out there a little bit more also using the temp to hire agencies I have a lot of people who think that that means that they're just going to be doing a lot of temporary jobs and to explain to them that, you know, a lot of companies use temp-to-hire agencies to see if a person's going to fit into that job without having to outright hire them to begin with. They're using the temp-hire agencies, and that's really the only way to get into a certain company is through those agencies. Now, do you guys, any temp-to-hire at Independence First, do you you guys do, you guys just help find jobs and, and put placement, but you mm-hmm. guys don't really do where they're hired through you and kind of like an agency, you guys don't do no. that, right? Okay. No, we don't do I that. Just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that we're almost out of time. Is there any final piece of advice that you would give to anyone out there that would be looking for a job, or even any in companies that would be looking to hire um, individuals with disabilities? Um, I think it's important to remember that um, individuals with disabilities have the same qualifications as as anybody else. Um, Sometimes they may do things a little bit differently, but that when they're looking for work, especially if they're coming through any of the agencies, you know, that that are helping them, they're qualified for that work. Um, And if employers have any questions on how to to talk to a person with a disability, um, or if they have any questions about the tax benefits that come along with hiring a person with a disability, they should look to their local um, independent living center and they would be happy to help them or their local DVR. And as far as individual disabilities, it, it is tough out there. Stay with the positive, know your, your abilities, and know what accommodations you need. And I, I think that's probably the best advice I can give is to really know yourself and be positive. Well, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for coming in today and talking with us. I think we had a lot of helpful, great information um, got out there today. And listeners, if you have any ideas for future topics on Community Concepts, please email me at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Azure Mahara with localjobnetwork.com radio. And thank you, Beth, again, and thank you for listening.